It's coffee break. 101 times I've done that. Yes. So, uh, importantly, if you're coming here thinking this is a 101 class on how to make coffee or something, you're in the wrong place. But Who is thinking that? I don't know. 101 Man, okay, that the, one that one person. That's the, that's the stereotype number for classes. Even though I never took a 101 class, I don't think. You always start in 101. I don't know. I remember like the 203 or the 300. The early numbers never mattered to me. Okay. <laughs> I remember I was so bad at math when I went to community college. They were like, uh, yeah, you're in a remedial <laughs> algebra. Great. Cool. Algebra 93. Ooh, ooh. Zero ninety-three. And I was like, but everyone else has like the one hundredths. No. What what's and they're like, no, you need to start from the beginning. Which is crazy because you're amazing at math. Now. I know. I actually learned to do math in that class. Isn't that crazy? I know. <laughs> I think I cheated when I took math. Because I took an extra class. And I think I cheated with that class. Cause I remember taking tests, but I don't actually remember doing anything. Never showed up in person. It was all online. And then I went off to university. And they're like, you just need to do one more math class. And I'm like, I can do it. I can finish it. And it was the worst one. Because it involved using a computer. Using a program that was similar to Excel. It might have just been Excel. Yeah, Excel sucks. And it was all about, like, actual real-world mathy things. Like, like, figuring out like numbers for businesses and stuff like that yeah you would have been using excel and i'm like i can't (laughs) it's none of the things i'm good at that sounds like a like business math yes i i managed my way through it and i never touched math again okay and all for the non-fans who have left already because we talked about math (laughs) (laughs) a riveting hook to the beginning of this podcast (laughs) happy halloween happy halloween it's we're recording this the night before. It's Devil's Night, so for us, we're going to watch The Crow later. Fire it up! Fire it up! You should, uh, it's The Crow. You should watch it if you don't get that reference. <laughs> yeah, you should always check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween movies. Yes. We had a special presentation yeah. last Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still time to watch it. It's going to be there forever anyways. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you haven't seen it, Go check it out if you've seen it. Thank you. Yeah, garbage eggs. Yep. Halloween movies. Halloween ranking. Yep. We we rank them based on goofy criteria. And which, the crow was one of them. Yeah. So if you want to hear our more in detailed thoughts about the crow and other fun Halloween classics like Hocus Pocus, Coraline, etc. etc. Check uh, out that one. There is one movie that didn't make that list. Yeah. And it is the Five Nights uh, at Freddy's. Yes. I always want to say of. I know. When I first met you, you would always say... I still say it. Five Nights at Freddy's. And I just had to accept that. <laughs> um, we have seen it. We'll talk about it later in the podcast. Yes. Let's dive in. What's up? So, first thing. Daniel Radcliffe, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, mm-hmm. has been secretly working on a documentary project called The Boy Who Lived. Yes, I know about this. You know about this? I was going to tell you about it, but as I walked uh, through the living room, I forgot on my way to the seat. So, (laughs) Well, I read about it and I was like, ooh, I mean, at least he's doing something with uh, David Holmes, Mm -hmm. who was Mm -hmm. his stunt double. Yeah. For almost all of the series. And there was an, an accident that left him paralyzed. So I was reading about the accident. 
And what what it was was in Deathly Hollows Part One. Mm. It was during the flight scene where they're all disguising themselves as Harry. Oh, really? And there was an explosion. And in order to mimic that, they pulled back on the wires. Uh-huh. And when they did that, they pulled too hard. Yeah. And it ripped him off and smacked him into a wall. He spent six months in the hospital where he found out he is paralyzed. Damn. Um, that, that's one of the things with stunt doubles is you, you just that is a risk you really run. Yeah. And, uh, right. yeah, he, he lives in a wheelchair now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe, I've seen pictures of Radcliffe with him. Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of uh, Malfoy. Ooh, what is his name? Oh, man. Oh, I can't remember Whenever his name. I don't... Draco, though. Yeah, whenever I don't need to, like, know his name is when I remember it. <laughs> when, when I say Malfoy... Mal- Malfoy. Malfoy. Foy, yeah. Not Lucius. You always mean Draco. <laughs> yeah, I'll call him Lucius before... Malfoy is still Draco, uh, Draco, yeah. I always do it the other way. I always call the dad Malfoy and call Draco Draco. <laughs> so weird to me. Uh, no, um... What's still his... not my favorite Malfoys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, David, David, uh, Holmes, his stunt devil, he really does look a lot like Danny Radcliffe, <laughs> like, face-wise. Face-wise, yeah, he is balding. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, he's 41 now. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see this, because we will get to see some more behind the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. And how he's been able to live with it. Also, it's And at, a, least, at least Daniel's actually still friends with him. Yeah, that is actually really cool. Yeah. And it's also, it's important to learn these things, especially in the industry, so that we know how to avoid that in the future. Yes. Like, I heard that, I found out that the, uh, in the first Exorcist, the original movie, there was a, a stunt that they did with the girl who she's like laying in bed and they have this like board strapped to her back and it makes it look like her body is thrashing uncontrollably and they accidentally broke her back with it at one point in time so that you gotta learn there's a lot of weird things with the exorcist where Mm -hmm. they're like it's a haunted set no just bad things happen oh there's a i found out that there's a quote-unquote famous paint uh picture of someone who was supposedly being possessed by a ghost and they're floating scarily above the ground and this was unknown of picture since like the 80s or 90s or something like that and recently they came out and it was like yeah she just jumped and we took the picture when she was in midair we faked it and it's like now looking back at it, it's like well obviously i was looking at the picture and i had seen it before oh but now i was looking at it and i was like oh yeah she's just jumping <laughs> like you can clearly see the jumping but like her knees are up because she's jumping. <laughs> okay. Oh, as a... As a... Pos- you know what? I know this photo. Mm-hmm. It was a very old photo, but... When I learned about it... Oh, those dark summers. <laughs> that, that moment someone dives too deep into the darkness. Yep. And they have to, like... See, I need to balance out. <laughs> the way it works for me, just a little information about me, is... This is spooky season for everyone else. Yeah. To me, it's just fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My spooky season lasts me about two months long, and it's usually from June to July, <laughs> where I'll stay up and I'll watch everything paranormal. Ooh. I love watching paranormal shows. It's a good summertime deal. Yep. I love staying up into the night, especially being here in the desert. It, it gives you the chills, yep. which is great during summer. <laughs> and I've seen some creepy stuff throughout my time, so mm-hmm. I'm really into all that, but... 
Spooky season's never spooky to me. No. It's more just fall. I like the aesthetic of fall. It took me a long time to realize that, that it wasn't the Halloween things I really liked. Nope. I just like uh, leaves that are brown and orange, and I like the wind and sweater weather. Oh, 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 <laughs> before I forget, uh, Sawin. Yes, we kept saying it's Samheim. It's Sawin. We are. What a surprise. We don't know how to pronounce anything. Well, it's not an English word. Yes, and it's I've always a Celtic word. heard it as Samheim. Like somewhere before, like probably a Disney movie or something. Mm-hmm. So, whoops, but we're, we're learning. Sawin. <laughs> so, the Celtic tradition of celebrating the thinning of the veil. Yes. So, yeah, I'm excited for The Boy Who Lived. Mm-hmm. I actually would like to see this. Weird news for movies. Uh, I'm really lost and confused on this. And Disney hasn't said anything. I don't even know how this became a thing, actually. I kind of don't even think this rumor is real. Well, there's a photo. Yeah, but... We're talking about the live-action adaptation of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Which has been pushed to 2025. Yes. Did you know Dune was supposed to be out by now? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, so Snow White was pushed to 2025, mm-hmm. uh, likely because everyone did not like what they were seeing and hearing. <laughs> yeah, Peter Dinklage, uh, IGN was quoting him, and they even left his profanity in it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, why didn't you edit that out? Kids eh. read this stuff. Eh. But I guess they were like, no, what he says about... Um... Uh, little people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that even right? Yes. Little person. Because I heard dwarf is wrong too, but it's also called dwarfism. Uh, yeah. So Look. it's like, that's the scientific term. Why would that not be? Um, there was a reason for it. I don't remember what it was exactly. But I know little pe- little person is the correct way of saying it. Okay. Well, they're there. They're CGI. Yeah. They look creepy. Uh, somebody pointed out it's the uncanny valley that's messing with you there. That's like it looks so bad. It looks really fake. It's also a weird framing for us to see like all seven of them around perfectly her. framed around her in a way where you can look at them their faces. And I'm like, I don't know, that doesn't seem like a naturally positioned shot. No, for anything. It looks like a reshoot. It looks fake to me. I don't think it's real. <laughs> uh, I was reading other rumors. Again, these are just rumors that apparently there's only actually one little person and everybody else is actually just like regular sized actors. Well, yeah, that was the initial idea that it was. they were all different magical creatures, which I think is why I think I think that that's part of the reason why dwarf well, isn't accepted because it's considered a, a fantasy creature. And it, Gimli's real to me. Me too, but... And I love me, my good old fantasy dwarves. <laughs> but I think it's just like to better differentiate their real personhood from the fantasy realm. You know? Okay. Uh, no, that was the initial... That's fine. That was, that was the initial thing. That it was... The pure... Swedish people are elves. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're so pretty. <laughs> pretty and they have weird, sharp features. They do. No, um... And inbred. The initial... You can't see... <laughs> the initial thing was that Peter Dinklage was the only little person. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them were f- fantasy creatures. Uh, we didn't know the specifics. Uh, I don't know if they've gone back on that. At this point, I don't know which would be better. Yeah, ex- again, I don't know what to say 
but this picture exists. I've seen it. I've looked at it multiple times. It's creepy. At this point, I would rather they keep it the way it was. Both options are bad because both options are eliminating hiring little people actors, which was the real problem to begin with. That little people don't get a lot of roles. Doing a Snow White is one of the main ways a little person can get a role, and instead they gave it to a bunch of not little people, or it's all going to be horrible CGI. Yes. Both of those are the problem. <laughs> that is a problem. Just like Disney's Daredevil. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about that, how there isn't a showrunner, and the guy who was acting as a showrunner, but was just an executive producer, has been replaced, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, and they also got rid of some writers. Yeah. Because of the writer strike. Mm-hmm. And they've now kind of rebuilt the team, which is interesting because they've filmed a, quite a few episodes. Not half of it, but almost half of it. I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> They're going to keep those episodes. Okay. But uh, the new showrunner, there's an actual showrunner. Is <laughs> the executive producer of Netflix's Punisher. Okay. Interesting. Punisher was good. But Punisher has nothing to do with Daredevil. I'm not talking about Daredevil season two. I'm talking about Punisher. Yes. See, season two of... Netflix's season two of Daredevil does introduce us to the Punisher, but the Punisher series ran for two seasons, and that had nothing to do with Daredevil. It was just after the events of it. Man. Okay. It's too much. <laughs> and then uh, the two directors of Loki season two mm-hmm. have been tapped to direct the rest of the episodes for the season. Really? Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. The directing in Loki has not impressed me. I mean, I guess the directing's fine. Yeah, it's okay. It Whatever. We're also I, only two you know, episodes in. <laughs> how often do TV series get great directors that make a big difference? I can think of one great example recently. Yeah. Which, uh, we've talked about this episode. Mm-hmm. I've literally heard Nick Offerman talk about this episode in podcasts and interviews. Mm-hmm. And it's The Last of Us, episode three. I was thinking, um, Our Flag Means Death, when you got Taika Waititi directing. <laughs> Did he direct anything in two? Yeah. I don't think so, because that was a really boring season. I don't know. Damn, I didn't put that on my list. Well, I liked season two. I did not. I liked it. I don't, it's hard to judge if I liked it more or less than the first season. I liked the first season more. I would, I liked certain things more and other things less. It was a very boring season. I would say each episode was a more fun episodic adventure, but the season long adventure was less well constructed. It was all over the place. It was all over the place. Uh, okay. Um, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Scorsese. Scorsese. Go Scorsese. Back coming desperate to stay relevant in the limelight by just making horrible takes. <laughs> now, I want to I wanna point out this moment here where Scorsese has made great films in the past. Sure. There is no reason to deny how great Goodfellas is. Mm-hmm. Some people prefer Casino over it. No. I'm not one of them either. No. <laughs> but I do enjoy Casino. 
It's good, fellas. That uh, is the best. An- another one movie. people love <laughs> is Raging Bull. I've never seen it. Me either. That's one of his one movies I have not seen. And then, um, oh man, Leo's in it. That doesn't narrow it down. That doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's in it. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Automatically bad movie, it sounds like. <laughs> if Mark Wahlberg's in it. Why is it killing me? The Deer and Departed. Oh, I really... Oh, no, The Departed. It's just The Departed. Sorry. I have no idea. I've never seen it. I don't care. <laughs> never it, it heard was, of it. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, we watched it in high school at Christmas. Okay. My cousins and I sat down and watched I still think about why we watched it, because we never watched mafioso movies ever. <laughs> and never again did we ever watch them. That also doesn't sound like a real Christmas time kind no. of movie. <laughs> no. The ending was fun. but That's good. Anyways, his career is pretty much over. Uh, the Irishman was not as good as he wanted it to be. No, really not. It was uh, so boring. It's been years later where I actually kind of learned where the story was supposed to go. Yeah. But because of, because it's about the the Teamsters, the Teamsters, mm-hmm. and the guy who's leading them. Yeah. All these names are escaping me. But the moment I turn this thing off, I'll remember all of them. I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it ends with him just kind of disappearing. And they're like, we don't know. We just assume he's dead. Apparently, the mafia did actually kill him mm. and then buried him in cement. And that's why they can't find him. Well. And it's like, why didn't he go that much further if that's information we already know? Yeah, like, what story did, was it just, oh, look, I get to play with the face CGI? Yeah. That kind of felt like the whole movie was just an excuse to have his friend actors use cool face CGI techniques. And that's it. The one thing that bothers me about that CGI isn't that they look younger. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Most of the time, they're just sitting at tables talking, which is most of his film. Yes. <laughs> uh, all, all these films that I've talked about, it's most of them. Yes. It's De Niro's eyes. Yeah. They're too blue. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't they're know. blue as those people from the planet of Pandora. <laughs> I don't even think that's the de-aging thing i feel like that must have been an editing thing like someone went in and edited his eyes to be more brighter and more bluer i don't think his eyes are blue i think he has brown eyes maybe that's why they edited it edited it <laughs> why didn't they just get an actor who was younger who actually has blue eyes because he's not oh, gonna do that. he's gotta play with his buddy <laughs> so he's also shown up in the new york times because i'm an old man and i wake up and i read the new york times every morning on your phone Yes. Because he, paper paper subscriptions are stupid. <laughs> Christopher Nolan still reads the newspaper. He, he doesn't have a personal cell phone. What a loser. He's my personal hero. That, that, I never think someone's cool for arbitrarily making their life more t- challenging by not having a phone. <laughs> for him, it was to keep away uh, just public opinion. Just separate himself from society, basically. Then delete the apps. You can have a phone. What if someone needs to call you? What if you need to look up something? He has a landline. That's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Scorsese was in the newspaper because him and his daughter are now doing TikToks. It looks horrible. He looks horrible. He looks like this just decrepit, confused, like 
cardboard cutout next to a girl he, that you can tell was spoiled growing he up. He looks like <laughs> what I thought Mel Brooks would look like. And then we saw History of the World Part Two, mm. and I saw that he was fully functional and still funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Scorsese, he had a, uh, a quote recently. Yes. Of, um, with Tarantino. He is like the most pretentious quote you can think of. Uh, you gonna pull it up or should I pull it up? I'm struggling to pull this up. There we go. There we go. Quote, but he's a writer, Scorsese told the Associated Press. He writes his own, you know, it's a different thing. I come up with stories. I get attracted to stories through other people. All different means. Different means. Different ways. So I think it's a different process. End quote. What did any of that mean? <laughs> now, this source that you gave me mm -hmm. goes on to say, Scorsese is certainly involved in every stage of filmmaking process, but ruled lacking, rude, but rude lacking the writing talent and command of language which displayed, as displayed by Tarantino, who has penned in or co-wrote in every single film he's ever directed since Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. So he's comparing himself to something that uh, he's not. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Tarantino, Tarantino's not just a writer. He's a storyteller. Also, what are you dragging Tarantino into this for? You, wait, what fragile ego do you have against Tarantino that you're just bringing him up out of nowhere to be like, I, I tell stories. I find stories through other people. What, you mean the same story for the millionth time? Oh, another gangster flick? Wow. Scorsese. What a fun new story. <laughs> My favorite Tarantino written story, specific, he did not direct this, mm -hmm. is... Oh, no. It's, it's a curse tonight. It is. <laughs> it's a Halloween curse of not remembering names. The one with the Slater. The, run with, the one with the Slater. True Romance. Oh. True. And Gary Oldman shows up again. <laughs> yeah. This time as a guy, white guy who thinks he's black. That did happen. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, Christopher Walken's in it, too. Yep. Yeah. That's a great one. It is a great and one. And he wrote that, and the guy who directed it was uh, Tony Scott. Ridley Scott's brother. Cool. Tony Scott directed Top Gun. Which one? The Top Gun. Oh. Well. I would have said Maverick. Uh, <laughs> I think Maverick's better. <laughs> Who's arguing? True. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, Tarantino writes great and fun characters. Tarantino also comes up with interesting stories. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, like... The Irishman is based off of true events. A lot of Scorsese's things are based off of events. He's not writing stories. He's taking stories and embellishing them. Well, he's not writing them. Somebody else is writing them based on something that's real. And then he's taking them and trying to adapt them. Yeah. So it's like what... Like uh, Flowers of the Killing Moon. Mm -hmm. That is a book. That book is based on real events. Mm -hmm. He's only just adapted it. Yeah. That's it. Kill Bill. There's I, no... There's no events... There's no book for Kill Bill or or any of Tarantino, True Romance, like you said. Yep. That's uh, not... <laughs> what do you... First of all... He did do one one uh, remake. Yeah. But he made it his own, which was Django. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know what Scorsese is getting up and off Also, he about. used Martin... Or uh, not Martin, but Martin's favorite uh, 
little boy now. Leo. Leo. Yeah, Leo. And Leo won the Oscar for that? No. He, he didn't, didn't? He didn't. Win, that was the joke. Leo never won an Oscar until oh, till Revenant. Revenant. Yeah. So Scorsese's full of complete God, shit. Revenant. <laughs> that was a weird one. He definitely earned the Oscar. Everyone's like, he's going to kill himself. Just give him the... The Oscar! He's, he's freezing in a bear carcass, guys! <laughs> Give it to him! <laughs> um, yeah, he has to fight Tom Hardy. I always forget it's Tom Hardy. <laughs> that was before I, like, knew names of people. <laughs> like, certain actors. I just didn't recognize some of them. Tom Hardy was already Bane before he played that yeah, character. Yeah, but he's got a thing on his face. I didn't recognize him. And Bane doesn't sound normal. <laughs> Bane sounds like Tom Hardy with that... a thing on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my favorite thing was how every loser would do their really cruddy oh, Bane Even <laughs> I was doing it. Everyone was doing it, but there was a point where it's like, okay, stop. It's when they do it, and then they don't stop. And they just keep going for minutes and minutes. It's like, you're n- great. <laughs> you, you know what I blame for taking away the Bane thing? Hmm. Jared Leto's bat or uh, Joker. Yes, which is funny because Bane. Ha ha. ha. <laughs> it's funny because Bane took it away from Heath Ledger's Joker, which yeah. is the initial thing <laughs> that everyone was quoting. <laughs> it all comes back around full circle. God, it's all those Batmans. <laughs> which, if you watched, not listened, but actually watched, um, the uh, garbage eggs. Yeah. You would have saw that there was three times that mm-hmm. I dropped Batman in there. Mm-hmm. Only one time do I actually discuss Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but I did use him, and it was my funniest. I loved it. I love it was... how you edit things. <laughs> and I only used one Batman, yeah. which was Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. just to double down in case you were wondering. Who's the best Who's Batman? my favorite Batman? Hell yeah. <laughs> it was Christian Bale. He did do a lot really good. <laughs> yeah, but I... I did not think Sparkly Vampire Boy was going to pull it off like that. He, he went from and being the Batman to being the Batman. <laughs> yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> kind of like watching PETA grow up. Yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, tragedy has struck over the weekend. Um, we lost a good actor. You always transition into the tragedy parts so roughly. Like, we're, like, talking and laughing, and then suddenly, tragedy has struck. Well, it's kind of the point of the podcast is to talk about the industry. Uh, yeah, Matthew Perry passed away. Uh, known as playing Chandler Bing in Friends. Uh, he was in Fallout, New Vegas, Fallout 3, one of them. Okay, yeah. well, that's a career low. No, he said he loved those games. He said he was a lot of fun. And a lot of people really liked that performance from him. Nice. I never played the game, so I can't comment too much on it. Uh, nothing has been said about his death. I know a little bit of stuff, but I'm not going to put it here. There's that... been too many conspiracy theories about it. Yeah, I mean, the way that they did that, it was like, uh, yeah, there's going to be some conspiracy theories. I'm pretty sure he just had a heart attack. And then he was in the jacuzzi and ended up drowning, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So... Sucks. He was so young, too. He was my favorite character of Friends. Yes, 100%. I think he's everyone's favorite. (laughs) Nah. I'm sure there's some people who like Ross. Mm. But not the good people. No. (laughs) 
I was glad. I'm glad that they were able to do their big reunion together. You know. Yeah. Uh, sucks. He was only 54. I know. That's so young in this day and age. There's a picture of him in his he he's in his backyard, but they took the picture in his house. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at him, and he's up against the glass, and you can actually see his pool and hot tub back there. And I was like, why did you use this picture? Oh, they're like, we gotta find a picture. <laughs> Just find one. Why did you go with this one? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that really sucks. Yeah. Um, my second favorite performance of him was Seventeen Again. So, yes. Where he plays an older Zac Efron, because they look identical. <laughs> it's going to be really cool watching Zac Efron age and just slowly become... Champion. <laughs> yeah, I know he doesn't look anything like him now, but just you wait. <laughs> 17 again, promised. So that's enough with the bummer news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still very sad. I woke up in the middle of the night and read that. I was just petrified. Like, what? I read that it, happened. I read it uh, before falling asleep. You had already fallen asleep. Yeah. And I was, and similarly, I was like, that's the first thing I gotta say when we wake up. Because I'm like, you gotta know. <laughs> yeah, but it was like one in the morning when I woke up. And I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, you woke me up. Yeah, you, you like I was shook alarmed. my shoulder. <laughs> You're the one who showed me Friends. Mm-hmm. And we just watched it, too. Yeah, I, I did it. Cra- I watched all Friends. Crazy. Sad crazy life comes at you fast and no one knew it was gonna be this way (laughs) wow okay so apple and their new iphone 15 have come to their promised land a new era question mark (laughs) when apple revealed the iPhone 15. They said this will be the new gaming device. I don't buy it. We'll find out. But it's very interesting that my favorite franchise of video game, Resident Evil, mm-hmm. of course, it's Halloween. Resident Evil made it into this. Well, not yet. It's coming soon, I think. No, you can download 7. Oh. You can get 7 and play it on your phone. You uh, can... Apparently, you need to have uh, iOS 17, mm-hmm. which I'm currently downloading, and then you need to... <laughs> You own the game on PlayStation. Why would you want to play it on your cruddy little phone? You don't think I won't get it for the Switch? Try me. (laughs) Did you have like seven copies of Resident Evil 4 for the same console? (laughs) No, I had different copies for... I have owned every copy of Resident Evil 4, the original, except for the PC one. Including the Wii version. That's the best one. Yeah. It is the bet. That's the best way to play it. You can get Village on iPhone now. Yep, and Resident Evil Four is already on there for pre-registering. Here's the thing with the phone being Remake. the Remake. next gaming console. It's tiny screen. I've played games that way before, and my big dumb thumbs are covering up like a third of yep. the screen yep. each. <laughs> yep. Uh, Resident Evil Four. There was a point in time where they started slowly adapting it and downgrading the graphics for the iphone Mm -hmm. um i was able to play through the village and hit the uh el gigante oh really and yeah you were able to do that but then they never kept going with it i thought it was just a test run for what they're doing now yeah but that was like back in the tens oh (laughs) you also apparently need an m1 chip which comes me either 
it comes with the 15. So even though I'm downloading iOS 17. You might not. I might not be able to play it. You do? What do you have, like a 13 or something? Yeah, I have a 13. I, uh, when I was downloading Steam and playing, down, then downloading Baldur's Gate, it was like, I was looking up the system requirements to function yeah. Baldur's Gate. I was looking at them all and it's just like, you need this kind of processor or you need this kind of thing and this kind of RAM. And I was like googling how do i look up my computer numbers <laughs> how you, much ram do i do <laughs> do you want an xbox no i don't <laughs> i don't know i was looking at one over the weekend and i was just thinking about it i was like should i if it gets close to 200 dollars, i'll think about it i yeah i think they're gonna be that cheap well, maybe at that point very soon here's the thing i don't know what i would play on it uh starfield I don't like space. Halo. I don't like space. <laughs> they just have space gun games. I'm not into it. <laughs> this somehow made it into the news because I'm very upset about it. Yeah, it's kitchen nightmares. So confusing. So we've kitchen been raving about it every week. Yep. <laughs> kitchen nightmares drops on Mondays, which, as we're recording, it should be airing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Starting last week, it went on hiatus for two weeks and why i was trying to figure out and all i can think is because monday night football wasn't a thing that was affecting it Mm -hmm. i think it has to do with the world series baseball but that that still also let's go d-backs yay (laughs) go diamondbacks they're crushing the rangers the thing as a kid i was a huge diamondbacks fan did not watch baseball at all but I repped them so hard. I had so much team pride. Didn't care about the sport, but team pride. <laughs> yeah, I got three baseball teams I grew up with. Um, Giants. Mm-hmm. San Francisco Giants. Nice. The Oakland A's, or Athletics. Uh-huh. I've been to more A's games than I want to admit. I've been on the field. Yeah. I've been all over that stadium. I know. <laughs> it. Um, and then the Arizona Diamondbacks. I in like fact, six. I remember watching the Diamondbacks win their first World Series back in 2001. I remember I went to a Diamondbacks game one time in middle school. Uh, it was part of we were. It was part of a like m- math field trip or something. I don't know why we went. I didn't pay attention. Actually, that makes <laughs> a lot of sense because baseball is not about. Y- so you determine who wins the game by number, right? It is a big numbers game. But there's so much more about numbers going on. Mm-hmm. How well they're batting, how well they're pitching, how well they're fielding. And then it's nine whole innings. It can go long. I've seen <laughs> games go into the night. My grandpa. Where the, the fans are leaving because they have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and the ball players are like... Just, 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 just throw, end it. Just throw the game. Just, just end it all. <laughs> My grandpa had this set up with his, so you can like mark channels to specific buttons. Yes. So then, rather than like typing in, you can just hit the one. It'll cycle through. Yep. Kind of like how your radio can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, every time it was just a baseball game, and then he would change to a baseball game, and then he would change to a baseball game, and yeah. then he would change to a. Ba- he just had all the baseball games going. If there was ever a commercial break, he would change. If there was ever, like, a slow-down moment, he would change, and he was just constantly checking his games. One one year, my dad and I had the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah. 
and there was an option to play basically 12 games across your screen. Mm. <laughs> and we had that giant TV. It was an 85-inch backlit TV in the home theater room. Yeah. Like, it's as fancy as you think it was. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just watching 12 games at the same time, you're like, what is happening? Overstimulation. Oh, Who yeah. Is she? It is overstimulation. <laughs> um, we got derailed. Kitchen Nightmares went on hiatus for two weeks. And I think it's because the people, Fox, uh, in, who's in charge of airing those shows, Kitchen Nightmares and Hell's Kitchen and whatnot. But they, Hell's Kitchen hasn't taken a break. They don't. I bet it will. I bet it will coming up. There was a new episode when there wasn't a new episode of Kitchen Nightmares. I don't know. But they, also, they, Lego is still going. They seem to think about only airing from like a cable TV perspective. And yes. they have not made the crucial jump into the streaming world. Because you can... Delaying a show is stupid. With Food Stars, they delayed it for a month and people thought it just got cancelled. And they never watched it. They thought they made it halfway through and then they thought the show got cancelled and they never finished it. Because you can't just go on hiatus for four whole weeks. I feel good for them. <laughs> yes. I'm happy for them. They were saved. It was not worth finishing. <laughs> no. Didn't you make a video about how bad it was? I did. It's one of my best videos. <laughs> I played God. around with the editing a lot. Ugh. <laughs> uh, anyways... That that just irritates me. Mm-hmm. Another thing that irritates me about Hollywood <laughs> is Mission Impossible Eight. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Sorry. So, the last Mission Impossible was actually seven. It is called Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. One for every sin. Haha. <laughs> Remind me of something once you're done talking about Mission Impossible. Okay, I'll just say something. Okay. Then you should remember. Will do. Okay, as one does. Anyways, <laughs> um, they have now announced that part two will no longer be called part two. Great. It will be its own subtitle. Uh-huh. Yet, if you go look up Dead Reckoning, you will find it's still subtitled Dead Reckoning Part Two. Or Part One. But the eighth film is its own, it's just Mission Impossible 8. Which means at some point they have to go back and fix that. Yeah, they'll have like a new redistribution. I don't know why they don't just call it part two. Like Maybe they have a cool name for it? I don't think it'll really affect much. I think if anything they'll just muddy sales because people will be like, well what happened to the second part? Exactly. Especially when this one was already released and people saw it as part one. Mm-hmm. That makes... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. is so asinine. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see it. I actually do like Mission Impossible. Yeah. The first three are tough. I don't like watching Mission Impossible because I don't like knowing he's actually doing those stunts. Yeah, but you liked Fallout. I did. When he loaded his fists. <laughs> Henry Cavill. Oh, it was the, he was the best The part. bathroom scene in Fallout was amazing. So good. Uh, yeah, so... Ah. Black Phone. No, oh, wait. Something. Something. So, there's this show. I don't watch it. I hate it. It's called Hell of a Boss. I don't watch it. So what I is don't, that? It's, uh, it's like demons doing demon things i don't watch it i don't is it animated it is animated it's on youtube i hate the designs of the demons so they've been running into the seven deadly sins demons across several episodes 
they had gluttony. And you were just telling me about gluttony. Yes. Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. What would you think gluttony would look like? You know? Well, actually, first of all, Beelzebub translates to ball of flies. Sorry. And he's the king of filth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also uh, known for gluttony. What would you think that would look like? Well, honestly, I just said it. It would be a ball of flies and filth. No. The direction they went with is it's a super skinny, sexy fox lady. What the f... With, like, bee wings. Oh, Because no. Beelzebub. Get it? Hehe. <laughs> I think she was voiced by Kesha, which is kind of cool. But, like, I'm like, that's... No! It's the... And then they just... I'm pissed because they just introduced Mammon... Who is greed, and Mammon is specifically described as being a wolf. And I'm like, this was your perfect opportunity to do the, this fox thing you've done, but now here, nope, it's a big, fat, round owl creature with like a Joker jester type deal. And I'm like, what the? I hate. If you're gonna do the sins, do the sins. <laughs> Don't come up with your own stupid ideas. Hate. Don't like it. That was all I wanted to say. <laughs> also, I'm not too sure about Mammon, which I thought was Mammoth. Um, no. It might be Mammon. Mammoth might be derived from Mammon. <laughs> Another name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beelzebub is one of the seven princes of hell. Mm-hmm. When you get into the sins... And you get into the Seven Princes of Hell. Some of them do cross over. Yeah. Right? My favorite one never gets talked about. Which one's your favorite? Asmodeus. Asmodeus is crazy. He is so cool. Well, it's an amazing He's my favorite story. One. You should all read the story. Go to Wikipedia and just look up Asmodeus. It is such a good read. While you're on it, <laughs> look up the Knights of Templar. And you're going to realize it is a bigger thing than you thought. It's so fun. There's it, a reason why he was vilified. I would make that a movie. Asmodeus' story. Yes. Yeah, go, we go all over. <laughs> anyway, back to back to our regularly scheduled... Uh, well, no, it's Halloween. Yeah, yeah, It's okay to talk about the evil things. Talk about the demons and stuff. <laughs> I like Satan. Satanas? He's fun. He's a goat. People get so freaked out about Satan. And I'm like, I don't think he's really that big a deal. Other than being wrath. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the whole Lucifer thing. And thinking that they are the same. They are so different. They're so Lucifer different. is such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's just a fallen angel. He... Oh, he's the man. only one that's not a demon. He's a fallen angel, specifically. He's pretty much Prometheus. Yeah, and his sin is pride, which is fun. Good which to is know. not his actual sin. He represents pride. I don't know where they decided the seven deadly sins. So and... what happened, <laughs> a lot of this was because monks during the Dark Ages just kind of were alone in their castle. And all they did was make wine. So they would lock themselves in dark rooms and just drink themselves. Writing Bible fanfiction? Yep. <laughs> and if you look up all the demons, you can find a myriad of lists. And you're just like, what is that? Mm. And yeah, some monk in the 15, 1400s was just sloshed on wine going like, yep, Zachariah. 
was uh, this guy, and he does this, so he you liked, gotta watch out. He liked cats, so if you're like Stephanie, and you like cats, you're yep. a stupid bitch. And Stephanie's <laughs> are witches, and you burn them. <laughs> There's so much of that back in the old days. <laughs> there was a lot of it. Alright, so what's up? What's next? Black Phone. Yeah. The Black Phone. It was a good one. Uh, co-written and directed by Scott Derrickson. Starring Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. He wears a mask, which is always changing, which is so cool. Yeah. It's usually a double mask, but it like starts deteriorating. It, like, it, meant and, to, like, it, like, it reflects his emotion in a cool way. Yep. Very uh, fun. He was capturing little boys and killing them. Yeah. Much like another popular movie today. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was a really good movie. It felt like a Stephen King story. With a little girl who has like psychic powers. Who helps figures out where His her, sister. her, her yep. brother is. Yeah. Yep. And the other ghost boys helping him mm-hmm. through the black phone. Hell yeah. Hence the title. Really fun. If you haven't seen it, go enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. It must be saw. It's it's stronger than you might think it is. <laughs> They've announced a sequel for June of 2025. Not sure how I feel. Because I'm like, oh yeah, we can definitely do more with her, with her psychic power things. But I don't want to see him get abducted again. And also, didn't our main character, didn't Ethan Hawke's character get arrested? Uh, is he going to get, ar- like... Arrested? Oh, didn't he die? The kid killed him. Oh, yeah, he did die. Spoilers, so, but it's good. So, like, what could the sequel pop? Unless it's a prequel. But she, her psychic powers were the interesting part that I'm like, we could continue something with that. There's definitely a supernatural element to it. Mm-hmm. The, remember I said co-writer. Yeah. So the other guy, he's the one who announced that this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is in 2025, in which Megan 2 will be showing up. Oh, I'm also excited for that one. There's another Bloomhouse movie coming out during that time. But these are like... gonna be Five Nights at Freddy's 2? <laughs> probably. That'll probably be the fourth one. Um, Bloomhouse has knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is make cheap horror films that are of higher quality. Mm-hmm. And because of that lower budget, if you watch Garbage Eggs... <laughs> Hint, hint, subliminal messaging. <laughs> you should Did really watch Did any Bluehouse movies make our list? Um, I don't think so. Hmm. Which, which is crazy, because they've done so many. And that's where the, the origins of Garbage Eggs came from, too. Was Bloomhouse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've Damn. talked about Bloomhouse so much. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to say we're going to do another ranking of Halloween videos next year. Mm-hmm. Y'all for, forget it. All Bloomhouse movies. <laughs> no, there's a lot of other ones that should have been in there. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that that's an interesting thing, that nobody's actually attached to this. I bet it's still in pre-production. So why say anything? Because they're excited about it. Maybe, you know, generate the noise, so then when they see how many people are like, yeah, I want that, then they can get more money in negotiations and figure out what their budget's going to be so they can start production proper. And whatnot. <laughs> that makes sense. That, yeah. that, that does make sense. That really boring level of movie and film and TV making that people never think about, the negotiating the budget. It's every time I see someone be like, oh, this episode, we should have had more episodes, or this episode should have been longer. And I'm just like, yes, 
But what happened was I had no budget for it. Mm-hmm. And they had to figure out what to do with their story in regards to the budget they had. <laughs> if, if you've done any sort of filmmaking, you'll find out really quickly a lot of it is called winging. Mm-hmm. You gotta wing it every time, which is go out on a limb and try and figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah. Or get around it. Yep. Oh, um, this we had a we had a whole seventeen minute monologue that was meant to explain this thing that we have to cut for budget. Gotta figure out a way. Gotta wing it. Gotta figure out a way to make it work somehow without that. <laughs> yep. So Aquaman two. Yeah. I know it's the third consecutive week this has been in garbage eggs. They it's did a, something interesting. Yeah? They pushed it back two days. Yeah, we I, we looked up the days. It was going to release on a Wednesday, and then they pushed it to Friday. Which, on paper, you think, oh, that makes sense. That's a more hot day for movie going. But the... <laughs> it's... The it's, weekend it's, it's, that it's going to, <laughs> or towards, is Christmas weekend. Yeah. Which the first Aquaman did. Do you remember? I do. And it, it makes sense to drop it during that time. But to push it to Friday? No, no, no. You want it on Wednesday, where it originally was, for more people to watch it. Because Christmas doesn't happen till Monday? Yeah, because it's the 22nd. So the 23rd is Saturday, 24th is Sunday, Monday is Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I would have released this movie either during Thanksgiving or push it to New Year's. Well, they already pushed it back an entire year. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out last Christmas. Then they pushed it to last summer. And then they pushed it again <laughs> to the middle of last yeah. summer. It would have done so much better during the summer. It's just a summer vibes with the ocean and everything. Yeah. We, we had no good superhero movies during the summer this year either. We did. What did we get? Guardians. Oh, never mind. That would have been a horrible idea. <laughs> Guardians would have destroyed you. Because <laughs> Guardians was so good. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Uh, which, yeah, speaking speaking of the Tarantino argument that Scorsese brings up. Mm-hmm. Why don't you say that about Gunn? I know. <laughs> Gunn's producing, writing, and directing. What was the last thing Tarantino even did? Uh, Hollywood. Once like, Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was like two years ago, right? He takes a long time to make his movies. He also, I thought he said he was going to do 12, and then he was done. And yeah, I he's thought got Hollywood one, was his 12th one. No, he's got one more in the, the chamber, I think, and then he's done. Heck yeah. <laughs> I don't think he'll be done. I think he'll always come crawling back. I don't know. He might do, like, weird things and be like, no, it doesn't count. <laughs> like, be co-producer or co-director or something like that. Maybe. Maybe he'll just write, but he won't direct. Maybe he'll just direct what he won't write. <laughs> I still wouldn't say he's done then. Maybe he'll take on a like a pen name. <coughs> like that one time, Stephen King uh, started going by a different name because he was worried people were just buying his books, not for the quality of his writing, but because of the fame of his name. So he took on a new name. I don't remember what it was. And uh, Was it Dan Patton? I Pattinson? I do not remember. <laughs> if, who am I thinking of? I don't know. That one guy who always comes out with like two books a year and you're like, there's oh, no way you can actually write that. Like something Peterson or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And you're like, come on, you got ghostwriters. It's all ghostwriters. No, he uh, that's, he wrote um, Thinner under this alias. Okay. Um, but people found out it was his alias because 
turns out, yes, people do like your writing for your writing, because when you write as yourself, but you have a different name attached to it, people tend to figure out that that is your writing still. Oh, as they're reading, they're like, yeah, this is Stephen King. It's taking too long to describe one fucking thing. <laughs> that is so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just reading, and I'm like, get off the, I know what the room looks like. Get to the dialogue. <laughs> for me, it was Salem. I was like, come on. Ugh. Then I, Salem was supposed to be readapted into a movie. I know they did it a while ago. Mm-hmm. I've watched it. It was sad because, of course, it was. Did they get the baby scenes in there? Uh, which baby scenes? Yeah, so they didn't do it right. Well, they had the kid die. Yes. So. But the mom's still trying to feed him. I don't remember that part. See, that's part of the book, and I was like, okay, how are you gonna do that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Well, Stephen King, I mean, he, it's macabre. He was weird. He was definitely weird. And that baby's name was Brody. Was it? Oh, <laughs> Just every little kid in a horror show is now Brody to me. <laughs> okay. More DC news. Yep. Batman Arkham Knight. Yes, the very old Batman video game the with class. Kevin Conroy yeah. playing Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people noticed last week that... There was a new costume DLC for free. Just upload it. That's weird. And it was Robert Pattinson's Batman. That's cool. There are photos of it, and they immediately took it away. Damn. Which makes me go, Someone why? goofed up. I bet it was part... Oh, you know what? Damn it. What? Okay, keep going. I was going to say, James Wan wants to make Aquaman a trilogy. Oh. Which is kind of a weird thing, but we're already past it. Also, I don't know. Like, we haven't even seen the second one yet. We don't know what yeah, might I, I be intended I don't think it's possible, especially one. with this reboot universe coming in. Yeah. Which <laughs> I was thinking about. I took Bubs out for a walk, and I was thinking about Superman Legacy yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And I felt this warm, cozy feeling in my heart that I was like, I can't wait to actually see this. Nice. Like, I, as a fan, I'm excited. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of Christopher Reeves. Don't take me wrong here. He's still good. Brandon Routh had his chance, but he's better as Adam. It's true. He's amazing as Adam, actually. <laughs> he gets to be more himself. You can see he's very loose in that suit. While when he was Superman, he was very young and didn't know what he was doing. Also, Adam is like this like kind of chauvinistic, jocular asshole type. Yes. And you can tell he has more fun with that character. Adam is from uh, Legends of Tomorrow. It's A-T-O-M. Atom, technically. He's actually introduced in Arrow. Yes. Or was it Flash? Arrow. Okay. Some of them were introduced in Flash. Because he was dating Felicity. Which was... Oh. Oh, yeah. And Arrow <laughs> was a little upset about that. And she becomes Oracle uh, down the line. <laughs> Somehow. It was a thing. It made sense if you watch it. But it should have been Barbara Gordon, but... Whatever. But they also... It was supposed to be Batman without Batman. That yes. was what Green Arrow was. Arrow. Arrow. Sorry. <laughs> he doesn't take the moniker of Green Arrow till the end. Um, and then he becomes Spectre. Anyways, it gets so weird. <laughs> it, it, it's good old CW. It is confusing. And they do go back on a lot of things. <laughs> so why did they do this with Arkham Knight bringing in Robert Pattinson's suit? I think it was a test that shouldn't have been released. Yeah, I think they're just getting ready to have like a release of something. And the release of something is called Suicide Squad Justice League Must Die. Oh, maybe. And it is actually connected to the Arkhamverse. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. It will be the fourth game. Say it. Fifth game? I bet someone was just... Because not everyone always includes Origins. Yeah. Did you know Did you know who plays Batman in Origins? No, who? Uh, you can, I'm Nolan you... North. Oh, really? No one's... But man, that's crazy. Because wasn't he also Joker at no. one point in time? Troy no. was Joker. Troy Baker was Joker. Damn. And <laughs> Nolan played uh, Chris Redfield in Resident Evil 5 and 6. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was really cool to see Chris Redfield play Batman. Another boulder-punching asshole? Yeah. That is the best line from Village. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Neil Newborn, the guy who plays Heisenberg. He played through Village, and now he's playing through Baldur's Gate 3 on his own YouTube channel mm -hmm. because he's in both of those games. It is the most charming thing. <laughs> he is precious. <laughs> he is a precious, precious man. That's pretty cool. He's so charmed by the simplest little game mechanics. <laughs> so, Capcom, you said I put this in uh, Coffee Break last week, but I didn't. Are you sure? Yes, I went back and looked. Really? So, Capcom is working on the next-gen engine, which means for the PS6 the Nintendo Switch 2, mm -hmm. the Xbox box box. The Xbox, insert random number here, <laughs> like a glitched out it, <laughs> number. <laughs> number or sequence, it will probably be named after Elon Musk's kid because that's the way their gaming convention tends to go. It's like parentheses, circle, <laughs> 7x4. <laughs> With a degree. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, r a weird thing on your keyboard that you have to really stop and look for a second. Like, which one is that? <laughs> yeah. They're making a new uh, engine. They're calling it Rex. See, I could have swore we talked about this on Coffee Break last week. Because I remember distinctly saying, I hope Rex is about a game where you ride dinosaurs. And then you put big guns on your dinosaurs and then your dinosaurs fight other dinosaurs with big guns on them i like dinosaurs i remember distinctly saying those words exactly <laughs> it's weird that they haven't made dino crisis a thing again i feel like you said that am i going through deja vu <laughs> no i've said that before <laughs> i've De talked about dino crisis on this podcast and in garbage eggs deja vu is a, a trait that runs in my family on the female side <laughs> i think every sane person has deja no no insane people have it too because i can tell you my sister gets it much more often than i do yeah and my grandmother gets it and my mother gets it you did do a weird breakdown of its name rex mm -hmm. r-e-x yeah resident evil 10 yeah yeah but here's the thing how can you assume 10 we haven't even gotten nine yet which i'm <laughs> telling you they're done with it mm -hmm. and they're ready to drop it Maybe. and i hope it's Leon and Chris and Rose. I do really want that. Yeah, at least Leon and Rose. Yes. Chris might have played his part. Uh, dumb, dumb Chris. <laughs> I love seeing the videos that are like, why did Chris do this? Why didn't he just explain this? He's a fucking asshole. And it's like, because he's stupid. He is, that's like his one character trait, that he's actually incredibly bad at, I, like, being tactical. <laughs> I love if you actually really look at his character. You see in 5, he gets jacked. Yeah. Right? This dude's juicing hardcore. Arnold Schwarzenegger style. Yes, Arnie, you were juicing. Mm -hmm. And for him to punch a boulder like that, mm -hmm. that's a lot of a testosterone. And you go to 6, he's, he's a drunkard. Yeah. 
but he doesn't have maintain that mass, right? Because mm-hmm. he's depressed. Yeah. You go to uh, Vendetta, which is a movie that takes place in between. Mm-hmm. He he's the one pulling Leon out of a bar, getting mad at Leon for drinking. Yeah, because he knows what he knows what that that's been. He's been there. <laughs> yeah, know? but but. Leon was on his vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in eight, you see him when you finally play as him. He's sitting in an SUV, just smoking a cigarette. Please and not. you're like, dude, how much more damage can he do to your body? He's gone through so much, man. He's also like part virus. So if he's going to be fine. They have super healing powers and they have longevity. <laughs> I don't know. Vape, maybe. Cigar would be cool. Yeah, cigarette's kind of lame. <laughs> it is. I was like, really? And when that game came out, it was like 2021 when yeah. that came out. And yeah. it's like, who's smoking cigarettes except for the old losers who are going to die from them? Yeah, I don't know. And Europeans. <laughs> I think it's more common over in Europe and some places in Europe. They haven't adapted to vapes? I'm not so sure. Well, <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs> more nerdy news. What? Magic the Gathering. I love Magic the Gathering. They're going to drop more Lord of the Rings. Cool. Uh, I saw you can buy these basically starter decks. Uh-huh. Uh, Aragorn at Gondor. Makes sense. Gandalf on the Pelennar Fields. Hell yeah. Something Frodo. Of course. <laughs> and then uh, Flight of the uh, King. Witch King. Makes sense. Sorry. I understand. The Witch King of Agmar. Yeah. The greatest <laughs> character in that entire story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but I am no man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool, and I was like, that's awesome. They've been Be- doing... Because of how successful the Lord of the Rings thing was, uh-huh. they've decided they're going to take in another major franchise. Which one? This one, they're kind of going out of the way, and they're going to adapt Jurassic World. I think that's really cool. And they already have a very special card. Oh, yeah? It's Owen Grady, which is Chris Pratt's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raptor Tamer. Yep, yep, legendary yep. character. Uh, you can already see all the artwork for them. Blue is a legendary character also. Dope. Uh, you can play them together and everything. I just thought it was really cool that they're dipping into Jurassic World, uh-huh. but not Jurassic Park. Well, I bet they need a... I bet it makes more sense to start with the one that more people will have currently heard of mm-hmm. um they also did one for my little pony oh really yeah that's and a, cool and apparently those cards are crazy like they don't like the ponies themselves aren't strong except for fluttershy because she's flying um <laughs> and flying creatures are really hard to get but uh they all have weird addendums to them it's like add plus two to your other creatures if they have blank and it's something related to the pony and Pinkie Pie's is like, add plus two to your creatures that are all smiling. And people are like, look at this, look at this awesome slug monster that's like smiling. That's a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Fluttershy's on top of flying, it's also any creature that has a tail. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my god, <laughs> my like mega death turtle with 10,000 HP has a tail. <laughs> add more on. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was cool. I see them as collector's things. Mm-hmm. I've never played Magic. Oh, I love Magic. I should teach you. You were supposed to years ago. They're, it's really complicated. We need to get starter decks. That's the thing. I have one. 
Oh, what was the problem? Because you don't have a starter deck. Oh, yeah, that was the problem. Well, I have a ton of cards. I just don't know where they're at. Uh, apparently, they're at my sister's. <laughs> There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight binders over there on the shelf next to you of just Pokemon. Yes. I will never surrender them. No, no. <laughs> no, I remember it was, we wanted to do magic, and then that was when the big, like, card catastrophe was happening. Yep. And you just couldn't find cards. Yep. Starter packs were impossible to come across. So, one day, we'll get into it. I'll leave you for Christmas this year. I'll, I'll get myself a, a, a Magic the Gathering starter deck. <laughs> I'd love to build my Yu-Gi-Oh deck out. Mm-hmm. Get more Synchro Fusions. Yeah. And create my Blue Eyes White Dragon deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love my dragons. You're you're just Kaiba at heart. <laughs> I, I love dragons. God, but not like you. You love dragons. I love dragons. <laughs> I love them so much. I'm like, oh yeah, a dragon. That's cool. But like deep down inside, I'm like, God, it's so cool. Everyone, I love the dragons. <laughs> They're all awesome. <laughs> okay, and for the last bullet point before we hit our reviews and the box office. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it to you the way I wrote it because I feel very happy about myself. I'm ready. Okay. And everyone's highly anticipated game from Ubisoft, uh -huh. Skull and Bones, Ooh. might release next year. Oh. Somewhere in between January and might. March, sorry. Yeah, that might happen. Yeah, a lot of... Maybe. A lot of, a lot of mites, a lot of maybes, a lot of uncertainty. Next year... And we don't have a trailer yet? <laughs> we got plenty of trailers. Ah. But they're, I was reading it and they're like, yeah, it might be between these three months. Um, what does that mean, guys? Forget, yeah, three months is a pretty long period of time. 90 guys, days? Guys, <laughs> guys. I guarantee you we're going to be sitting here end of March and we'll be like, Skull and Bones. Bro, uh, reportedly going to be coming out at October. <laughs> bro, the end of October? Yeah. It's tomorrow. When... You guys are listening to this? It's the end of October. No, I mean, next year's October. <laughs> I know. At this point, It's going to be a year it. from now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been so many years. Who wants it? Apparently, all playtests have been negative. I know. Which, like, just don't, guys. You've already tanked so much money into it, you can't fix it. Stop. <laughs> it's, yeah. Wow. So, I don't know if you'll see it. Maybe. Maybe it'll be one of those very infamous things that never happen. I bet if it does ever come out, it's going to be like a whisper. It'll be just this quiet, dark thing that just do, uh, up here is suddenly. Do you remember L.A. Noir? I do. You would probably call it noir. Yes. But you're wrong. Well, I'm not a pretentious asshole. <laughs> well, you just don't know movies like I do, okay? <laughs> That's a Scorsese quote right there. I'm Tarantino in this scenario. Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about L.A. Noir? <laughs> really, really. Do, do you remember that one? Really Minnesota it up with the R in there. I do remember it. Yeah. So that was a really fun one. Um, take two. Uh, 2K. Mm -hmm. And Rockstar. All teamed up to make that one. Yeah. It, it took three different teams to put that thing together. Did that one just kind of release under the radar kind of deal? No, it was a big one. Oh. Uh, mostly because of the interrogation. 
Because mm-hmm. you were a detective. This brand new technology was and, face yep, reading And they did all the mocap, right? It was successful, and they wanted to make a sequel, but they couldn't figure out how. Mm-hmm. And I think Take Two was the actual creators of it, and they had 2K and Rockstar help them. All three of these companies tend to work together, but they're not actually the same company. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Mafia. Yep. I did the power on for Mafia. Yep, yep, yep. That was remade by Take-Two. Mm-hmm. They also, before that, were working on Grand Theft Auto V. And they were doing uh-huh. the cutscenes for them. Makes sense. So that way Rockstar can focus on just gameplay. That's something that you have to learn is rather than forcing yourself to learn a whole new thing find someone who already knows how to do that thing and they (laughs) they tend to work really well with each other Mm -hmm. obviously they're making these types of games right they made a game called oh man they were working on it it was called the oriental okay like based on like murder on the oriental express is that what basically it was like imagine mafia okay especially the one that i just played Uh so it's a third person shooter detective mystery but detective mystery and you're in china oh that's where you get the name the oriental oh it had different names but like i watched gameplay of it years ago and you can see your character fully clothed in a market running through with the handgun up chasing after a bad guy cool it never went anywhere sometimes sometimes you just e- have even to though access. Yeah, even though there was footage of it and it was clearly they were able to play it, mm-hmm. it never went anywhere. And L.A. Noir is that's it. Like sometimes the footage they show you is just fake, just completely like idea only. Like maybe they might have something functioning to show off, but it's not. Like, um, have you ever seen the original Wind Waker footage from when they were about to announce Wind Waker? No. It looks complete. It's very, it's like they're leaning into a more realistic style. Oh. Like, yeah, like clearly more Ocarina of Time-esque kind of deal. Okay. Uh, It's a little fight between Ganondorf and Link. Link has brown hair. He's a tall, skinny, like that very, like realistic looking. And then the next thing we knew, it was that toon style. So clearly whatever they had going for that initial footage we saw was an idea at best, with nothing concrete. And a lot of things can happen <laughs> okay. between an idea and concrete. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, like, what I'm saying about this game, Skull and Bones, is it probably, if it happens, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't, just be happy. Yeah. Um, like, do you, do you the, take the, the, the hit, but... There's, like, the only thing they have to lose at this point, because they've already lost so much money into production of it, that they're definitely not going to get back, Yeah, is their pride and their reputation. Is that worth it? Worth the hit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think they do. <laughs> is Mario plus Rabbids making enough money? Just kidding, it's not. Woof. <laughs> they had so many commercials. As we were going through Boruto, that was, like, the only commercial we saw. Just like three, that was a year ago. Three times in a row. Wow, that was a year ago. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Wow. Good times. I like Boruto. So many people make fun of it, and I'm like, it's not that bad. <laughs> you all tolerated Naruto with his very annoying, 
<laughs> Filler arcs. Boruto's not that bad. <laughs> so I know it's an hour and 11 minutes in. Oh, dang. Yep. And we still haven't gotten to box office trolls. Box office trolls. We'll, we'll try. I guess we could try to go through this quickly. No, you can't. We can't. We, you know Because we... you have to talk about it. First things first. The most important one. Five Nights at Freddy's. Ah! With Freddy of Freddy. Yes. Mr. Fazbear himself. It was great. We watched it at home, uh, which I recommend streaming it, because I've just been hearing nightmare stories about people going to the movie theater with this one. What's wrong? Just the fans are being crazy loud and unruly mm. and, like, talking, which is apparently more and more common. But because also Five Nights at Freddy's has a lot of memes associated with it, everyone takes this opportunity to have their phones whipped out and attempt to be the next big meme hit as they record this team movie and are loud and obnoxious in public or whatever. <laughs> so, I've never played the games. Uh, when the games became popular, my little brother, who's about 10 years younger than me, mm -hmm. that was more his thing. And occasionally I'd walk into his room and see him playing it or watching Microplay. You nailed it. <laughs> Markiplier. <laughs> Markiplier. Play it. Oh, Markiplier was going to be in the movie. Yes. You want to know what role he was supposed to be in? Initially, in the very beginning. Sexy female cop. You know it. In the God, very, he would have been great. In the very beginning, we see the previous security guard get gone. Oh, was that him? That was supposed to be him. That would have made so much sense. I'm telling you, my idea for his cameo in the next one, here's my <laughs> idea. Hear me out. Because you're such a big Unis Honest fan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want the next movie to open up with two YouTubers, Unis Honest. Yep. So Markiplier and Ethan. Yes. Doing a video because they're like, hey, we have to do a video every day for a single year. And they get And fired. we're going to go in here and do a ghost investigation kind of thing into this abandoned old pizzeria here's the thing that would actually work super well for the third one because the third one in in the in the timeline of the story in five minutes of freddy's three it's many years in the future and the most recent owners of the establishment have turned it into a schlocky horror movie like a like a haunted house type deal because of all of the like, controversy and murders surrounding the building. So it would make sense that that... Cause, so it's more run-down and crazy and intentionally scary-looking in-universe for lore reasons. So mm -hmm. if they were going to do that, it would make sense to do it for the third one. <laughs> okay. I still think it's a great idea. It is. Also, to bring back Unis Honest one more time. That would be cool. <laughs> now, this movie was great. Lots of... If you know all the well, lore and stuff... Well, hold on. <laughs> I didn't finish my review. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> As a person who's never watched it, only understood what the fans have been saying and seen the characters, the mascots mm -hmm. around everywhere. Funko Pops, t-shirts, you name everywhere. it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, really bad songs. And What? What? You don't like the Five Nights at Freddy's songs? It's terrible. Most of them aren't great, I will be honest. Some of them are amazing, but that. Nah. <laughs> it was an okay film. It wasn't bad, but it's not great. Were you confused by anything? Yes. Like what? All of PETA's story. Okay. So, unfortunately, that 
is one of the best parts because they also don't explain anything like that in the games either. Notoriously, Scott refuses to confirm anything. So then if he wants to, he can build off of ideas that are not confirmed. So then it doesn't. Uh, so then it doesn't muddy up the lore of it all. <laughs> well, no, that's okay. When I was taught to write and how to write stories, mm-hmm. I was taught to often look at the works of Tolkien. Great, great example. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Tolkien, his works are based on mythology. Yes. And folklore. So there is already a, a ground in which to work on. If you can go anywhere, you have the great chance of ruining everything because you can overwrite something and not realize it. Well, here's the, he wrote the Shut up. Yeah, puppy woke up. He wrote the first one without intending there to be more. To I understand add. that. And so as he's adding on to it, he's he's basically writing the story on the fly per game out of order also. So it's not that he had a grand idea to build out structurally. It's that he's slowly adding on to it and retroactively adding what he could think to make things make sense. See, in what I would have wanted to hear, mm-hmm. which is slightly different from what you're saying, is you build that story, yeah. right? Not knowing that you're going to have a sequel. See the success of the first one and then go, okay, it's time to make that Bible. And I think that's what this movie is really intending to do. Because this movie does so much heavy lifting with things. Like, Vanessa is a character who does not show up until the seventh game. And seeing her show up in this first movie means a lot in, like, structuring the story from here. Okay. So I think this movie is an attempt... Because he's also had some books and some comics here and there that have added some ideas that have become kind of canon like, around the games. I think this movie is an attempt to bring it all and condense it down into one truer form of a more structured narrative than his many bouncing around games and comics and stuff. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Like I said, it's a decent film. Uh, Again, I'm not a hardcore fan about this. The acting. Yes. Matthew Lillard... You want to try saying his name again? <laughs> Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Say it like a, like a substitute teacher. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> it's like, it's not that. Known for playing live action <laughs> Shaggy? Yes. I almost said Scooby. And he's the voice of Shaggy as well. Yeah, he does do Shaggy every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does great. He's, he's also got a really fun, sinister voice. A lot of people also know him for Scream. Oh, yep, yep. He's a classic, classically in the Scream. The first Scream. Uh, he's he, one of the ghost face killers. He's been stabbed multiple times now. Is that what across, Yes. That's not a rap artist? Uh, it's both. Okay. <laughs> this world we live in. <laughs> or they were referencing. I don't remember. It might be both. <laughs> um, He does great. Mm-hmm. The girl who plays Vanessa... Gave me weird mixed vibes. I didn't recognize her, but from what I know of Vanessa, the character, I think she did an amazing job. So, like, the strict and stern, but also 
a little hard to read at times. It makes if we continue on with the story, it'll make more sense as we get into it later on. Well, for her, she was like this cute blonde flirty cop to like being very dramatic. Yes. So that 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 and ties then she wavers in between that. That importantly ties to a very crucial thing later in the story. Okay. <laughs> which I think they'll address in the third movie if they get to movie number three, which I think they will, honestly. <laughs> and then there's Peter. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was hard to see him in a different light. I know I keep calling him Peter just because it's always fun to make fun of their first careers. Like, uh-huh. Daniel Radcliffe can do everything he wants, but he's still fucking Harry Potter. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and and uh, Elijah Wood. It's always going to be Frodo. He's always Frodo. <laughs> and Josh Hutchinson. It's always going to be Peter. Yep. But <laughs> but the weird thing is I've seen Josh Hutchinson in a more adult-oriented In thing. an amazing show. Which was called Future Man. Yeah. The first season's the best one, by the way. I don't know. That third season is so good. The third season's really good. First season's best. Third season's really good. Second season. Ooh. Yeah, it's that thing to get you to the thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's not Josh. It's he, the guy who plays Wolf. God, Wolf was so I good. I love Wolf Corey so much. Corey Wolfhart. He did other things, too. Oh, man. It's I, the straws in the butthole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes, you gotta watch it. It makes sense. Uh, Josh Hutchinson, also, the thing I just watched with him the most recently before this Bridge movie. Bridge of Terabithia. Was Bridge to fucking Terabithia. <laughs> I won't cry. And then the entire last 20 minutes, just nonstop, my face was so wet with tears. Like, I couldn't get rid of them because my hands were wet because I was trying to wipe it away. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really bummer of a film. And I'm like, I didn't even like these characters. Why am I crying? <laughs> and his dad is Augie from from Peacemaker. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's a young Augie. That's not the character. That's the character's name from Peacemaker, not the actor's name. It was really young, and I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, no, Josh. Josh has grown up. I didn't know he was my age. Yeah. Like, literally my age. Like, a month apart, I think. Yeah, that, that was weird. But when he's yelling at people, and he does, he gets fucking angry in this one. Mm-hmm. Which it, was nice to see. It, it's amazing to see when he's PETA, he's got this soft little yell. Mm-hmm. And here, when he's playing this character, he is really intense. My favorite, he, he does a lot of like intense running. Yep. And he really nails the running. Like, yeah. he's running for his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw someone describe it as, uh, his acting is too good for what the script is asking of him. And I'm like, I think I agree. <laughs> he's also got a lot of drama, uh, home drama with his sister. hmm Abby? Yes. Which Abby is never mentioned in the games. Okay. Well, she was a great addition. Arguably, she... I, and here's my theory. Here's my theory. Tinfoil hat time. She's not real. I think Abby might be Eggs Benedict. Throwing that out there. If you know FNAF lore, you know who Eggs Benedict is. I'm just going to throw that out there. We all thought it was Mike for a very long time, but I think it might actually be Abby. Because she's the sister. And it's in sister location. And it would make sense because time has passed. I'm just throwing that out there, guys. I don't know. <laughs> So the acting is really well done. There there are some story beats that just don't make sense. Uh, mostly between... What, what is his name? Mike. 
Mike, Mike and Schmidt. Abby. Yes. Who are brother and sister. And then there's a brother in between, Brody. Yes. That's not his name. It's Garrett. <laughs> it's Brody. Remember, I said every little boy in a horror movie is now Brody. I think you might just be thinking about it too much. It... Oh, wait. It doesn't explain the guardianship. It doesn't explain the uh, lawsuit over that. Uh, I think they wanted to keep it kind of vague, because that's not the important part of the story. Yeah, I understand. It's the damn animatronics. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just the thing of, like, do we spend more time explaining this, or is that going to bog down the story too much? It's a, it's a lot of a bummer. I think there could be, yes. It's like, oh boy, let's talk about the very fun legal problems of your if, mom dying and your dad going crazy. <laughs> if uh, you haven't watched this, uh, yeah, there are some moments where you're just going to be like, this is really sad and depressing. Well, it has to do with his younger brother, Brody. Yes. Being abducted. Yeah. And him not knowing, so he keeps going into this dreamscape. It's... It... It's the thing of, it makes, in the Five Nights at Freddy's world, the abduction and murder of these five children is like the main, that was the only real thing with the original game, was there was five children, they were abducted, murdered, they hid their bodies in the suits. That was the only real thing that they had, that Scott had figured out at all. And then he's yes. building onto that lore with and, each new game. <laughs> and it's it's in there. And so you understand what happened to the brother. Mm-hmm. But I just wish there was more. It's almost two hours long already. Yeah. And a part of me is like, I feel like we could go with an extended cut. <laughs> now, aside from all the acting, which I think was superb. I think, yes, phenomenal. <laughs> like, again, I, I would have to give this an 8 out of 10. That uh, I had problems. but I would go with a 9 out of 10, but I am my, biased. <laughs> yes. My favorite moment and all i really wanted to watch this for was to see freddie and his buddies yeah become real life and they, and looked, they do they look so good they, and they are massive and i've seen the like the because they have both like there's animatronic versions of them mm-hmm. and also puppet like bodysuit versions of yep. them i saw the uh the people who played the bodysuit versions of them and they were doing their motions without the suits on and it was, they do such a good job at it. Like that, like moving your body out of sync with yourself to look like you're a robot. Mm-hmm. They do so good with it. And it makes so much sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, Freddy's the first one he sees. Which makes sense. And he, he's weirdly also, Josh is my size. Yes. He's not a very big guy. And Freddy is towering over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know the suits were highly flammable? Yes, someone <laughs> caught fire. Foxy, I think, caught fire during filming, and they had to handle that. <laughs> yeah, it's a walking death trap, which uh-huh. is funny because that's what they are. Yes. <laughs> I think it, it looks so good. Also, there is some points of violence. Yeah, there's a and- whole section. I keep seeing people being like, that Bonnie scene, which I won't go into spoilers with it, but that Bonnie scene... With her and Bonnie. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, 
What? They got crazy. It feels like they wanted to go rated R, but they also held back from being rated R just for the audience because th- they're going to be a younger audience. I think uh, also... Which was a clever move. It was. But you will see blood. Yeah. I also think keeping it kind of hidden makes your mind go more wild, so it could potentially be more scary. You also see the corpses later on. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh... oh. So that that was a fun one. It was. I really loved it. I would love to rewatch it soon. I might do that on my own time. Like if you go to sleep early, and I have a, a glass of eggnog because it's eggnog season, yep. and I want to stay up late. <laughs> I really really enjoyed it. There's a lot of things that are like amazing references to the games. Um, like uh, uh, when they when the hoodlums break in, and the one looks at the camera monitors. They're the exact poses. From the game, including yep. with like Bonnie's eye moves, and while you don't see his eye moving in the game, that pose of him looking forward and then him looking up at the monitor is like actually perfectly replicated from the game itself. It, and then Chica's in the kitchen later. It's so, so many amazing references. If you get the references, it's a lot more fun. I feel like okay, okay. definitely yeah. made with the fans in mind, which is what you would want from something like this. Now, uh, another horrible, horrible, <laughs> yeah, god-awful. Yeah, you followed Freddy up with this one <laughs> while I was, like, going I, to I, the store. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I turned on HBO Max, or just Max. I refuse to call it just Max. It's like how no one calls it X. It's, it's Twitter. Twitter. It's just Twitter. <laughs> um, the Nun 2. The uh, eighth installment of the Conjuring verse, or what is now called the Conjuring universe, is because they realize adding verse to the end of something may- is kind of stupid. I'm even more confused. It's like it's part two. It's part two, guys. Yeah. Just keep it part two. <laughs> it, Stop it. We couldn't. You couldn't even finish this one. No, I couldn't. I got halfway through the Nun two, and it just it's. I can't follow it. I can't understand it. I didn't like the original. It's garbage. I hate it. <laughs> and I found out that there will be uh, one more movie to this universe. Mm-hmm. Be the ninth and final installment. It will be The Conjuring, Last Rite. I hope they just don't, even. I hope they just decide not to. Uh, the director of La Llorona, who sucks. Yes. And huge they gave chose. him... <laughs> The job of doing Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Then they gave him the job of doing The Nun 2, and now they're going to give him the final job of doing The Last Rite. He's so buffoonish. He's, like, anti-jumps. He's, like, his He doesn't have any, like, good horror tension in any scene. Like, even if you the dialogue leans into it, he doesn't do that directing-wise. And then when we're going, when we're getting up to a jump scare, There's which too is much build. it's so much build up and it telegraphs it so much that it's not even a jump scare anymore. And that's his only form of horror, quote unquote, in his movies is just stupid, shitty jump scares coming out of nowhere. So to compare it to something that we saw later on after I turned that off mm-hmm. was we are still slowly going through the fall of the house of Usher yes. on Netflix, which is Mike Flanagan, who is a huge Stephen King fan. And we love Mike Flanagan. We yes. have raved about him for years. <laughs> and just going just two episodes, that's two hours, right? Mm-hmm. You can see night and day difference of a true horror director, Mike yeah. Flanagan, yeah. and the way he commands 
and how his characters hold those scenes. Mm-hmm. The dialogue, the dialogue's not even boring. It's and there was a scene, no one was even speaking, but it was so tense. It was Roderick was lying on the ground, seeing one of his daughters ghostly apparitions walking towards him it was tammy if you remember when he was talking to augie mm-hmm. that was tense and you know she's not gonna do anything to him like you know that like audience wise but it still just got this gripping intensity to it with how it's filmed and directed and the stupid nun too could never they no. wish it's not even close oh sure we haven't finished it yet We've been really dragging our heels on it. We got two more episodes, but... This is another one where, similarly, you don't really know any of the stories, and I'm a super fan of it. Similar to Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this one? The Fall of the House of Usher? Yeah, so far, from what you've... I think it's a little boring watching everyone die, especially when you know that they're going to die. That's just the way the story starts. Yes, but it, it doesn't hide that fact from you. That's no, it the doesn't. the selling point of the structure for this one. There are some really creepy things going on, and where we left off, and they proposed that theory, mm-hmm. I was really fascinated, because I was like, I did not think about that, and it's a very simple idea. Mike Flanagan is very good at proposing mysteries, mm-hmm. and I love how this one tells you these characters will die, yep. but it still has is jam-packed with amazing well, It's about watching thrills. them fall into this madness. Yeah, but then you wonder, like, what's this mystery woman? What's going on? Why does this seem like a vendetta? There's stuff happening with Roderick and Madeline in the past that we're hinting towards. And my favorite scenes, like I said, is the talking. Yeah. It's present day, which still hasn't happened yet because it's set in, like, the middle of next November. Yeah. That's when the story actually takes place. Mm Mm-hmm. And... It's a uh, a district attorney. Yeah, Augie, August. Who is talking to Roderick Usher. Yes. Who owns a uh, pharmaceutical company. Named Fortunato. Which, if you know your Edgar Allan Poe stories, the name Fortunato might be a little familiar to you. <laughs> it oh, took that... me a while, but I figured it out. <laughs> okay. They're just sitting there in this old house... Where he grew up as a boy, mm-hmm. and they're drinking whiskey, and he's conf- Roger's confessing everything to the DA. Yes, and you see even through time that they at one point were friends. Yes, and here they are friends but frenemies. Mm-hmm. And it's all haunting Roderick. So I know almost there's been three of these Edgar Allan Poe stories that I have not known. Um, but all the rest of them I do. And as a fan of these stories, it's incredibly thrilling seeing how they are referencing which ones in this version of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's fun to know that you who aren't sitting there waiting for those references can still enjoy it, but in a different way, it seems. (laughs) Where I'm sitting here, like, on the edge of my seat waiting for the death sequences... Because that's where the stories I know are taking place. You're looking at the scenes in between the lines, almost. Yeah. Uh, I, I still recommend it. Go check it out. Yes. If you haven't seen his other works, uh, it starts with uh, The Fall of... No, no. never mind. Hill House. Uh, 
Haunted of Hill House. Yes. The Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Fly Manor. Which is the best one. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I will argue with you on that one. It is good. It made me cry. I will fight. It's terrifying. I will fight for Bly Manor tooth and nail. It was such an inspiration. His third one, Midnight Mass. Yes. Which I think is also a really, really good one. I have a lightning review for Midnight Mass. It's still good. And then uh, uh, Midnight Club. Yeah, which came which out is, last year. What, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, but with really chronically sick children. Did you not know? The Midnight Club is a... Is a book, yes. No, it's a show. There was a Midnight Club show. It was uh, Canadian. And it was, like, scary stories to tell in the dark, but it was a Canadian version. And it would have the kids showing up to, like, a campfire out in the woods. Yeah. And then they would scary tell their... To tell the dark. And then they would do their thing. <laughs> Oh, maybe I am thinking of scary stories. I don't remember. No, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is the the book series. Oh, oh no. Which is a totally different thing. Oh, no. I'm too old. I can't remember. (laughs) It's all blended together. Okay, one more film to review. Uh, Netflix's comedy Bad Dads, which is Bill Burr. A very, very famous comedian. (laughs) Who's usually much funnier than this. Uh, Paper Tiger is one of the best He won the Grammy specials. for it. It's super good. You should watch it. I highly recommend it. He His older material is more like Bad Dads, where he's kind of chauvinistic. Yeah, he's he's just, just an asshole. He's, he's grumpy about everything. He's just angry about society in general. Yep. At but, one point, he's yelling at kids with scooters, but then rides one later on. Yeah. Uh, I ride a scooter. I'm proud of it. It's so... <laughs> It's so like old man yells at a cloud. Yes. And <laughs> every scenario he gets himself into, you feel, you know, those moments in movies where you know they're just going to embarrass themselves mm-hmm. and you're just like, I don't want to watch this. And that seems to be like, a, I don't want to feel that embarrassment of, of com- comedians whenever they make these crappy Netflix movies. The thing with me. So not ninety percent of the jokes is <laughs> this insert any quote unquote woke liberal thing is stupid. Like one of the first lines is, "Yeah, my dad used to hit me and things were really hard, but I don't complain about it because that's what vegans do." And it's like that's really the tone setter we're going with. <laughs> Only vegans talk about the the familial abuse they suffer living living in their homes. <laughs> that's not true. Um... Yeah, not all jokes land. In fact, there was one joke that was pretty funny. Only one. And it was pretty messed up. It was, but I felt like if they leaned into that idea for oh, their yeah. jokes, it would, the whole thing would have been better. Yeah. But it seemed like Bill Burr was will, not willing to paint himself as flawed in any way. Like he but had he, to be right but I feel underlying like every I, scene. I've <laughs> thought about it and I feel like maybe that's what he was trying to do was that he is so flawed that he refuses to accept it. Was, you know, and it, there might be a meta version of what that story meant. I think that's wishful thinking. Because he begins it thinking he's right I, and then he ends it thinking he's right. <sighs> and there's no point in the middle where he ever thinks he's wrong. The only point he thinks he's wrong is he agrees to go to therapy for his anger issues. But his anger was never the problem, let's be honest. <laughs> in 2014, Netflix decided to take on comedy. Mm-hmm. And they stole it from Comedy Central, which is now a dead thing. Well, yeah, it's all And they took it from HBO, which HBO owns Comedy Central. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> and, and they just made it their own thing. And they started bringing in 
all these new comedians that never were ever talked about. It's right? great. Bill Burr was one of them. Yeah. Tom Segura. Uh-huh. Mark uh, Maron. Mark well. Maron, yep. <laughs> uh, Mike Bigliano. Birbiglia. Birbiglia, sorry. Oh, what's his name? Oh, the really funny one. And I'll hold your baby. Oh. For a while. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Jesselnik. He, one of the best. <laughs> And they brought all these guys, and because I had Netflix, I started learning more and more about stand-up. I was already watching some stand-up as a teenager. Yeah. But when it hit Netflix, I became... I talk about them almost every podcast. It's way easier to find everyone's, like, whole specials this way. Yes. John Mulaney, you know? John Mulaney got his start from uh, Netflix. Uh, Tom Segura's latest... Sledgehammer. It's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so... Uh, Pete Holmes... And he has a new one that just came out. Love Pete Holmes. He might be my favorite comedian. (laughs) And just seeing these guys grow up with me, you know, and learning about the comedy and seeing it every now and then and good laughs and everything. Bill Burr went back so many steps. I was like, damn it. It's embarrassing. And as a directorial debut, there's not a single thing directing wise that is inspired or creative. In any way. No, there's no interesting shots. No. No uh, cinematography. It, the story is laughable. The directing's laughable. The acting's laughable. No one... And that one guy who I thought I recognized isn't even the guy I thought he was. That His taller friend with a deeper voice. I thought... The Italian? Was I guess, yeah, he was Italian. Yes. Um, I thought he was an actor, but he's not. He, I, I misrecognized him. I thought he was the guy who did the... Uh, uh, dum dum give gum gum voice from Night of the Museum. No, I was incorrect. <laughs> no, he usually shows up as B side characters in B rate films like Melissa McCarthy. Ooh, no, I just uh, bad dads. I thought about walking away so many times, but I was so committed to just like hanging out with you for the rest of the night. I know, and I wanted to turn it off multiple times, and I was like, "Come on, Bill." It was come like, on. It was like we were both playing chicken with ourselves yep. and the movie for something to be good or to be so bad that we would give up. <laughs> so I do not recommend that one. No, uh, if you're a comedic fan, don't don't. You're just gonna hurt yourself. It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, is it time? It's crunch time. I'm in charge this time. I looked it up. Um, we're doing candy corn, because it's a controversial candy for Halloween. It's disgusting. So you don't have like Have you ever corn. had the pumpkin version? I have. It's not good. There was a jar. <laughs> what a horrible beginning to any story. <laughs> a glass see-through jar. Ooh. <laughs> Like, you know, the one that we have the sugar in? Just the one with... Where you can clearly see through it. Uh-huh. And there was a mixture of candy corn. Yes. And these pumpkin corn things. Okay. Okay? Makes sense. And the candy corn was less offensive because they were smaller. Mm-hmm. While the pumpkin variant of it... It's like... It doesn't change flavor. It's still the same nasty, just too much sugar. It, it's like how I rant that the pumpkin-shaped Reese's has too much peanut butter. So it's not the same. It doesn't taste as good. You're a fucking insane person. Well, sometimes I want. And you know what the best food. version of it is? What? Best Reese's version? What? The Easter egg. You're. What? Oh. <laughs> and the Christmas tree. Oh. So candy corn. Yes. I I looked it up. 
Um, the spawn of Satan. It was, spe- yes, on the w- Wikipedia page, it specifically talks about how it is the most polarizing candy. Yeah. Like, so many people have, like, this love or hate relationship with it. I tend to like it. Here's the biggest problem. You, you never can, had candy growing up? You can, oh, I had plenty of candy. No, it's, um, you can only get it in huge bag sizes. I don't want that much candy corn. I want, like, five pieces, and then I'm good, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't need a huge... And they only come in huge bags because they're almost exclusively sold you, during Halloween time. You want you want diabetes? Go grab a bag of that and eat that. Yeah. it's Instant. They're even specifically colored to represent harvest colors for fall themes. So nasty. Um, their colors were labeled as... Or their flavor. Their flavor profile is sugar, vanilla, <laughs> and butter... And I think, oh, and honey, and I think the butter is the thing that's really turning some people off. I don't taste any of those but sugar. Mm. <laughs> it's all sugar. Um, when I was looking them up, they used to be called uh, chicken feed. Because you do feed chickens corn, I guess, if you're a 1930s farmer <laughs> in a <Okay>. cartoon. <laughs> they used to be called chicken feed. And now we do it with Monsanto. <laughs> There's other versions of it, and specifically, Wikipedia pointed out two specific. One was Oreos, like candy corn flavored Oreos, where the cookies were the dark orange, and then the middle was the yellow and lighter orange, or something like that. Okay. And I think that could only be a horrible flavor profile in Oreo form. (laughs) That's disgusting. Yes. Yes. And then they showed me this picture of Why? the Easter flavored ones. What the fuck? Where it's the same. It doesn't. They don't change the flavor of it. They yeah. just change the look of it. Yeah. To be Easter. And I realized it was the worst thing because rather than being tri-colored, they were two-toned colored. And half of the, and they always had white. Like the you know it's the triangle, the flat part of the triangle on the bottom. It's white. That's always white. And so the other half would be like teal, because that's the Easter color, or blue, or yellow. But then they had ones that were half pink. And then I sat there and stared at it and realized it just looked like a tooth. And I was so horrified. <laughs> it sent a chill down my spine. <laughs> and I clicked away from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> and they were too shiny, like teeth. And I hated everything. <laughs> there you go. We don't like them. They're I, nasty. No, they're not worth... Like, I think their flavor-wise is fine, but everything around them I don't like. The amount you have to purchase. There's never any smaller packages of it. The colors are not great. <laughs> if you deviate from the norm. There was also a, supposedly a red, white, and blue one. <laughs> Cause, Lovely. Because America. <laughs> no, that's British. They can have that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Export nice, that shit over nice there. Nice Australian flavored. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. We like them. <laughs> Britain, this is yours specifically. Um, a box office? Or are we? Oh, we never did. Oh no. Okay. Uh, box office number. Uh, number one, Five Nights at Freddy's. Wow. Uns- unsurprisingly, it'll be there for a while. No, we Freddie beat out Taylor Swift. Ha <laughs> ha. Taylor Swift number two. Number three, 
Killer, ki- Killers of the Flower Moon, which is Scorsese, so no one should care. Four is After Death, which I don't... Angel Studios is the distributor. I don't know this one. Me either. Uh, maybe it's a Bollywood movie or a French one or something. Exorcist, Believer, um, <laughs> number five. Actually, that was the third movie that Bloomhouse will drop in 2025 is the sequel to Believer. Yeah. It's a planned trilogy. Yeah. Uh, receiver? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, number six, uh, Paw Patrol. Woo! Number seven, Nightmare Before Christmas. That shouldn't count, but it does. Oh, by the way, so we watched that. We did. We got and, halfway through it. And you said we got halfway through it, mm-hmm. and then I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you. I watched the Halloween half. Yeah, that's true. I can save the Christmas we stuff made, for later. We made it just to win Lock, Shock, and Barrel are singing Kidnap the Santa Claus. So technically all the Christmas stuff was left. <laughs> there you go. Um, number eight. I can't read that. Freelance. Freelance? Okay. I don't know what that one is. Number nine, Saw X. Woo. Number okay. ten, The Creator. There you go. That's an, an extra special, doubly long podcast. Cause what do you mean? This is just the usual length that just, Coffee Break should be. We just couldn't stop having fun and chatting about it. I things. hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you have a great Halloween. Yes. This uh, is your Halloween treat. Merry Samheim. Or Sawween. Sawween. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... Devil's Night. Uh, yep. Thinning of the Veil. Dia de los Muertos. All, the, oh, yep. all of them. All Saints Day, All Souls Day. All Souls Day, yeah. All of them, all those ones. Guys, be safe. Yep. Be careful. There are some wackos out there. Yes. But most importantly, have fun. Yes. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Testing, testing, one, two, three, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. One to three. (laughs) Crunch time, baby.